Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy cloudy, cloudy Wednesday. It is definitely a very, very exciting week this week. For me, personally, it's because I feel like the week is too short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were only working four days now, but it's definitely an exciting one when it comes to the world of tech. You're listening to Future Talk. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. And if you were to look up to the sky last night, you must have kind of felt that there was a monumental moment happening something that a lot of people could have easily worried about but right here in the UAE we've got a lot of uh, centers for meteorology that have definitely calmed our fears before we even get to freak out about this event yes because a huge asteroid did fly over the UAE last night and we'll be going to tell you guys all about that in just a bit and also what do we have for the Momnia? We're talking about a new platform right here in the UAE that has been launched to help verify official digital documents that are issued by government entities. So no longer are we going to be worried about fake documents and true documents because this platform will be able to detect any forgeries in no time. Yes, and if you're left-handed, this is good news for you because Wear OS will work better for people who are left-handed and that will happen eventually. Yes, indeed. And in the world of apps, we're talking about an application that has been causing a lot of controversy. And I wanted actually to hear Hani's thoughts about it because one application is claiming to be able to track your blood pressure through your smartphone camera. So we're talking about not using a blood pressure cuff or any other metrics, but a camera. Is it accurate? Could it potentially be a breakthrough in the world of medicine? We're going to be sharing all those details in just a few moments. Yes, and we're also talking about, ladies and gentlemen, this human-like robot that will let you know when you're being a little bit too <laughs> annoying or when the robot is annoyed itself. But ladies and gentlemen, we do have a lot on the show today, so do keep Pulse95 locked, and we're going to be right back. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, an asteroid that is bigger than the Burj Khalifa (laughs) has flew over the UAE last night. And ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people in the coming days before this event, they were a little bit worried that, you know, we might be in great danger. But the UAE has affirmed that we are not, and a lot of space agencies have affirmed that we are not. And an asteroid larger than the Burj Khalifa did safely pass by Earth last night and in the early hours of this morning, so after 12 a.m. Yes, indeed. And to give you a little bit of a of a way to imagine how big is this asteroid. So this asteroid, or space rock, actually measures 1.05 kilometers across. And the world's tallest building in the UAE stands at 0.83 kilometers across. So it is definitely larger and it actually flew past the planet earth from a distance of 1.9 million kilometers which is five times the distance between the earth and the moon now how fast did it fly over the uae it was flying at a speed of about 76,000 kilo uh, miles per hour and a lot of people were actually excited to see live footage of what it would look like and astro 
astrophotographers actually live streamed that footage of the space rocks journey and you can easily find it actually live if you simply look up potentially hazardous asteroid online observation you can find a full video of the moment it was passing over the uae and how it passed by safely yes and you know we do know that the space rock will not come this close to earth for the next 200 years now Asteroids are rocky leftovers from the formation of the early system, and more than 1.1 million have been found, but many do remain undiscovered. Now, a Scottish-Australian astronomer that goes by the name of Robert McNaught did discover this one all the way back in 1994. Now, an an astrophotographer in Abu Dhabi, the capital of the UAE, has been tracking this asteroid's journey. And Aldrin Gaboya from the El Sadim Observatory did capture footage of the space rocket or space rock sorry on january 16th as it did approach earth and you know when we talk about uh, asteroids when we talk mm. about comets when we talk about these phenomena we always kind of remember the dinosaurs and how <laughs> a lot of people think uh, you know this is the end of uh, the end world. Of world you know we're gonna go extinct <laughs> just like the dinosaurs did but i mean again Uh, Technology has proven to show us that, you know, we can kind of uh, predict whether or not an asteroid is in great danger or not. And thankfully, we were not. Yes, indeed. And if you're wondering on whether how space agencies are able to identify if a certain asteroid will harm planet Earth or not, we can go ahead and look back at what NASA did uh, a couple of years ago. Actually, more specifically last year, they actually launched a spacecraft that is able to detect if a specific asteroid is any threat to planet Earth. So this spacecraft would basically intentionally crash into an asteroid to see if it could be deflected off course. And it is what is known as a double asteroid redirection test. It's a mission that basically involves a binary asteroid system about 11 million kilometers from planet Earth. And they actually did this test with this asteroid, found out that it's no harm. And ever since then, they've been actually implementing it in a lot of the asteroids, which has definitely calm the minds of many people who tend to worry about space news. I feel like every other day we hear about, oh, this asteroid is flying near planet Earth. It could potentially be a threat to us, but most of the times it isn't. Yeah, most of the times it isn't. You know, a lot of people or a lot of uh, news articles or news, uh, you know, websites, they they, they do this for, obviously, clickbait Mm -hmm. and, you know, for them to get more clicks and then more clicks equals more revenue. For them. But let's jump in and we want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215. Did you see the space asteroid yesterday that flew over the UAE the size of the Burj Khalifa? Or were you sleeping and you didn't even know <laughs> what happened? Our text lines are open, but ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking about a new platform that was launched to verify official digital documents issued by government entities right here in the Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Pulse 95. New tech (laughs) you might want to play. I thought, uh, you know, well, I do have to give the story to Omnia because I found out a couple of months ago that Omnia is left-handed. Yes, I was going to say this is dedicated to all the lefties out there. They're a very minor community. Yes. (laughs) It's a minority right here in the world. However... I'm, I'm excited and at the same time not excited for this story because it's catered for those who wear 
smartwatches but are left-handed. And we do know that a lot of the smartwatches are actually catered towards right-handed people. Personally, I wear mine on my right hand. I know everyone typically wears their watch on their right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not necessarily the most convenient to wear it as a left-handed person because the screen does not immediately uh, kind of rotate itself towards you if you're going to wear it on your left hand. But now Google wants to be that smartphone industry or that wearable industry that caters towards those who are left-handed. Yes, and again, ladies and gentlemen, for the longest time when it does come to a lot of things, left-handed people kind of felt left out. Wow, (laughs) this one. (laughs) Yeah, my brain said, wait one second, that actually rhymes. rhymes. Now, the health platform Bina.ai did announce this week that it did add a blood pressure uh, monitoring suit that would, you know, uh, be better for the lefties. And again, ladies and gentlemen, that is why we are looking at, you know, that's good news for Wear OS, uh, Wear OS Southpaws. And Southpaw does mean, by the way, left-handed people. And I found that out. I didn't know that. You know how I found that out? Wow. From boxing. What? Southpaw. He's a southpaw. So his his dominant hand, hand is the left one. Is the left. I like southpaw. that. Yes. Okay. And, nice word. <laughs> yeah. And Google is adding that ability to rotate the screen on Wear OS watches around 180 degrees. And there is, however, a catch. You might have to actually upgrade, spend money to get that feature, because. Omnia, you're left-handed, right? Mm. Do you put your watch on the left or the right hand? I can't put it on the left. You can't? No, because then it won't rotate. Yes, see? I have to wear it on my right. So, again, for a lot of people, they don't have that feature. With the Apple Watch, it's it's there. But with, uh, you know, Google's Wear OS, it's not. So now they are giving that option to them. Yes, indeed. And now this news was actually uh, initially spotted by one tech journalist, goes by the name Michelle Rahman. And Mm -hmm. they picked up on this new feature and felt like, you know what? The rest of the world may just be happy about this new uh, implied feature. However... It's, it's all yet another marketing scam, or not a marketing scam, but like a way to lure customers to go ahead to basically purchase a brand new Google Watch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it should just be an update, you know, because at the end of the day, it's the software that's going to allow you to rotate the image 180 degrees or not. Now, if this is the case, then it's understandable why a lot of people may be inclined to buy the Wear OS and buy Google's smartphone watches because they did go out of their way to produce left-handed watches Mm -hmm. and make it a lot more seamless and easier and cater towards those specific people. I'm excited to see how this develops. Yes, again, ladies and gentlemen, we are understanding that, you know, wearables are coming becoming more and more used by the general public. And we do need to realize that not everyone, you know, can do the, I don't know the percentage of right-handed people, left-handed people, but I'm going to go for a big guess and think that right-handed people are more than left-handed people. So obviously, you know, these companies, when they were producing such gadgets and such wearables, they were thinking about the majority of people and not the minority of people. Have but, you seen the desks in university that yes, are Yes, <laughs> I have a friend who's left-handed and he used to complain all the time. No, come on. I mean, it was annoying, but like not that annoying. No, I, I would guess it's annoying. You really? Know? Yeah. There were desks for only left-handed people. Though. Yeah, there was, but you had to be, you know... Two uh, out of the yeah. entire class. <laughs> and, uh, you know, left-handed people were kind of always, uh, you know, swept under the rug when it came to uh, new devices, new gadgets, and even when it did come to, you know, the old good old keyboard. Oh, right? yes. Your keyboard. <laughs> when, when, for example, us, me as a gamer, we have WASD, mm. right? 
and we move with our right one, right hand, with the mm -hmm. mouse, right? For a lot of left-handed people, that's not fun, <laughs> right? They have to go like that. You know, they have to have the right hand. Anyways, uh, we are looking at how, you know, uh, the technology industry is, uh, you know, uh, acknowledging that left-handed people do need, you know, the ease of access and the comfort as well. And Google is starting with the Wear OS. Let but us know your guys' thoughts. a bit of bad news. What? It's not going to be coming up until basically almost the end of the year. Or the Which I don't know why. All you have to do is rotate the screen. Basically. I felt like it should be an iOS, up, uh, iOS an OS update, not a whole new, new brand new gadget. Yeah. But again, I mean, 4215, let us know your guys' thoughts. Are you a left-handed just like Omnia? And do you suffer from the normal life of a right-handed man? I feel like it's woman? so overrated. It's fine. It's Being fine? I think yeah. you guys get used to it. Yeah. I think uh, my friend said his his biggest problem was eating with his right hand when he was young. Under, oh, I've heard enough mm. complaints from family members about how I should be eating with my right hand and as a kid it just never clicked but now luckily it did um let us know your thoughts 4215 and we're gonna be right back pulse 95 apps all around what's worth a click and download what's worth a click and download and a lot of people are very adamant on their health nowadays and we have a lot of gadgets and a lot of applications that can help us monitor our health and a lot of wearables as well and the number one wearable that does come to mind when we're talking about monitoring our blood, our heart rate, or in general, our general health is, uh, you know, the Apple Watch, the Fitbit, all those uh, wearables. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about an application that is claiming to track blood pressure through a smartphone camera. The question is, is it accurate or is it not? Is it just another gimmick? Click, yeah, or a clickbait title to help create a lot of drama in the world of medicine. Now, health platform that goes by the name Binay or Bina.ai announced this week that they are adding a blood pressure monitoring to the suit of health tools that they have available on their application. And according to the statement given by the company, they believe this app can calculate your blood pressure by simply using a video of someone's face through a smartphone or a laptop camera. However, expect, experts believe that they're going to need a lot more data to see that this company is able to trust this feature or not. I'll give you my two cents. Mm -hmm. Blood pressure is very hard to monitor with a blood with a blood pressure cuff on its own. Like yeah. taking one reading by a blood pressure cuff if your blood pressure is high or low does not mean that you have high blood pressure or someone else has low blood pressure. Which is part of the reason why like a lot of hospitals would require a patient to measure their blood pressure over the span of like a week or two weeks for them to be able to give the diagnosis. So how can one app through one video or just videos of your face determine that? I yeah. don't know. Now to monitor blood pressure, this tool will actually analyze the right light reflected off the face. Mm. And that will calculate the changes in blood flow, and that is a technique called photo photoplethysmography. That it sounds like marshmallows, but <laughs> you know what do they call it? S'mores. I don't know. Yes. It just reminds me of marshmallows. <laughs> Smography. Now it is a device and application that you know makers have leveraged that a strategy on various body parts could calculate things like blood oxygen levels and even heart rate. But the question is, what if you're in a low light setting? What if mm. the light changes? What if, you know, I don't know, man. I, do, I don't feel like a camera can do it. Now, we do know that cameras can detect, you know, some symptoms of COVID-19. But obviously, they would be equipped with thermal cameras. They would mm -hmm. see your temperature. They would see a lot of other things, not just a smartphone camera. 
But again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe that this is a very uh, reliable, reliable and viable uh, type of technology to depend on when it does come to blood pressure. Because what if your camera's broken? What if uh, you know bad lighting or there's a smudge on the screen? Yeah, there's so many other factors. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in it. I mean, just like Omnia said, a uh, blood pressure cuff doesn't do the best. What if a camera? I don't I don't believe it. Maybe, you know, AI mm. is integrated with AI. It would understand it more. But I believe let's stick to the old-fashioned way because you never want to mess with, you know, your health readings. Absolutely. And what's even a little bit more fishy about the story is the fact that the company said that they've done a lot of tests on this tool, that they've measured it based on 264 people. Yet this data is not published. So mm -hmm. they haven't really shared a basic accuracy report with the client so that we as users can actually see numbers that would prove that this tool works or doesn't work. So as of right now, this device has been benchmarked as in the processing. It's not yet been approved by the FDA or any other mm. uh, regulatory authority. Um, as of right now, they have two different levels. They have a high accuracy device like the ones used in the hospitals, which we all know based on calibration or the uh, blood yeah. pressure cuff. Yeah. Yeah, these, these are very expensive medical equipment. You're not mm. gonna tell me a smartphone that costs not even a fraction of the price is gonna do the same job as, you know, these uh, equipments in uh, you know the hospitals and what about like let's say people with different skin tones mm -hmm. different skin color you know how can you make sure that the light reflects accurately on yeah. their face i mean one no, day we... you'll have high blood pressure the other day you'll... if you got a tan you'll have a high blood pressure oh, i want to get a tan if you're still fair colored oh you'll have a low blood pressure looks like i'm gonna get a tan today and try that out <laughs> I'll do one without a tan and one with a tan. Oh, God. Let us know what are your thoughts. And if you suffer from high blood pressure or low blood pressure, do you feel like an app like this could come in handy? Or would you rather stick to the reliable blood pressure cuff and measure your blood pressure through that? Yes, 4215. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. But when we come back, we're going to let you know whether or not this robot thinks you're annoying. Check this out. Check this out. I think you're gonna like this robot, Hanny, because it's all—he's all about advocating for personal space. Yes, and he's <laughs> all about you know telling you how it is and what it is, and you know if you're not a fan of criticism, then this robot not, might just not be for you because we're talking about a human-like robot that will let you know when it is annoyed or when you are being annoying. Mm, no one likes their personal space to be invaded and this robot is just like us fellow humans doesn't like to have his personal space invaded because a lot of the times people can be a little bit too curious with robots they'll come close to them they'll hold their fingers their hands their body try to see exactly how do they work and in a video that was published recently on the well-known robot Ameka for those of you who don't know Ameka is actually um, recently has been announced to be the most realistic humanoid bot when we compare it to humans mm -hmm. she can show a large number of emotions and she functions very similarly to how we would so she looks too real for many people's liking and she has a near perfect human behavior but in the video that was recently shared around the internet this week the lifelike android bot was pushing 
a human's finger away from its face because it was just too annoying. The yeah. robot felt like she was being invaded. Yes, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm laughing right now laughing? because Her I reaction? actually no, I actually saw this tweet two days ago. Of that bot that was emotion showing? Yeah, and what <laughs> what's making me laugh isn't the robot, it's the comments that were above the video. Really? And someone was saying this this robot is on some drugs. Oh you know, my God. A, some a couple of Percocets. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because it's like it's the robot's tweaking out. You know, like, what did you guys give this robot? Oh my God. But again, the comments were very funny. You know, Twitter obviously is a platform that's very toxic yet very funny. And basically, the robot does have the ability to feel annoyed. Now, in that video, the robot is pushing the engineer's finger away from his face because we do know that, frankly, the engineer is invading the robot's personal space. So if I just walked up right now to Omnia mm. and stuck my finger in her face, <laughs> she'd probably be annoyed too and have the same reaction. But do you think robots have personal space? Do they have the right to personal space? Eh, I, I believe this obviously is a move just to, to show how... You know, technology can make this more of a human-like interaction and mm. more of a human, human-like human type of feel. And for us to be more, you know, acquainted well with robots, the number one thing is familiar, familiar, familiarities. <laughs> yes. And by doing that, we make the robots look more human for them, for us, our subconsciousness, to believe it, it is more, you know, human and we can get acquainted with them much easier. I think robots like Ameka are trying to mirror our human behavior. So they want to be as similar to human beings as possible. And, you know, rightfully so, because I feel like it will bring them a little bit closer to us, kind of remove that barrier that we tend to feel when we're talking about robotics or AI in general. But to give you another example of how a lot of engineers are now working on robots to make them more similar to humans, equip them with skills that they once never had. There is one robot that goes by the name of Ida. We've talked about her on the show before. She is highly realistic because she can do all the creative activities that robots never were capable of doing. Mm -hmm. So she can sculpt, she can paint, she can draw, and yes, she can even write her very own poetry. So. Robots like Ameka and Aida have definitely found a way to mirror our very own behaviors and our very own skills. But the question is, what can we still do better than them? And how can we start to learn how to live with them rather than fear them in yeah. a way? Yes, again, you know, some people are not, you know, getting used to the thought of robots being around us and the thought of robots, you know, just in general being in our daily lives. And they do feel like it's something straight out of a sci-fi movie something straight out of Will Smith's iRobot and how they're going to come and, you know, attack us all. But ladies and gentlemen, right here on Pulse95, we do have the halftime show, the only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Adouri, commencing in T-minus six minutes. Omar, welcome on, brother. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I like, uh, you know, the fashion sense oh, we got going on. What do you think? I like it. Do you approve it? I approve of it, you know? <laughs> Back to the <laughs> same segment. I, 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 I would never think about wearing something like this. Really? Yes. Why I would. Not? I think because, uh, you know, when it does come to my sense of style, it's yeah. either black or white. Okay. You know, Are but we with, surprised? Yeah, but with Omar, you know, he will introduce and, you know, incorporate a lot of uh, colors with each other. And let me tell you, he's looking spectacular. <laughs> What color are you bringing to the halftime show today? Very good question, Amnia. Right, so since the new holidays have been announced and the new weekends have been announced, it's actually affected a lot of people's um, health and fitness routines. Yes. Mm. Right, so the moods have been different. The scheduling has been different. The planning has been different. 
but why is that? We're going to be talking about that on the show today. Ooh. Can I say something, Omar? You can. Yes. Go ahead. Now, yeah. I work out seven days a week. Really? Because of that. Where okay. are the rest days? No, is it rest important? I, I, don't, I, I mean, I work out, but there's one day I have for only cardio, so you can consider it rest day. Okay. But because of the new weekend, uh-huh. and because, you know, a Friday prayer... Uh-huh. There a lot of gyms are closed during Friday yes. prayer. A lot of gyms Correct. will open up at night. And, and they wouldn't open up during the morning because they do know the majority will go and pray Friday prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because of, you know, the shift in uh, the weekend, yeah. we are looking at, you know, a lot of gyms being open in the morning, closing for that one hour and mm-hmm. then reopening back up. Uh-huh. So, for me, I'm working out 7 days a week now. I like it. Is that sustainable though? Mm. I mean, for Good me question. it is. And now you can get away with it. I like it. (laughs) But actually, Omni, I've got something for you as well. Mm. How to hack your happy hormones. Ooh, I like this topic. Right. So a lot of people now with the weather and the gloom have kind of been feeling a little bit funny hormonally. Honestly, it's true. But then I keep thinking we don't have a right to do that because people in the UK, yes, 100%. I I will give it to them. So we're talking dopamine, (laughs) serotonin, oxytocin and endorphins today on the Halftime Show and how to actually get your happy hormones activated. You have a very, very exciting show ahead of you. My happy hormones are activated when I say (laughs) I'm on a duty. That should be your tagline. I like that. I'm going to use that. Take that clip. <laughs> put it in your promo. The Halftime Show, the only place to be at three with the man himself commencing T-minus and three minutes. We'll see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse. 95. 95.